And Jesus, thank you for your blood. Thank you for the price that it paid for us and our salvation and our redemption. And Jesus, today we gather as your church because of the price you paid. We honor your presence with us this morning. Come and speak right now to us. Holy Spirit, we pray. Give us ears to hear what you're saying. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's take a wee seat. Thank you, Amber and the guys, for leading this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good to see people out with us uh, this morning. So as Rick said, just slightly different this morning. I'm going to take just maybe around five minutes here just to give a bit of a, a push on from where we landed last week. Firstly, just to say thank you so much for praying for Phil over this past week. He has been getting so much better. Still has a bit of a, a heavy cough with everything at the moment. So he didn't want to, he's now out of isolation periods, but he didn't want to freak anyone out with this cough this morning, which is why he's not here. So let's continue to pray for him uh, uh, this morning just just as a church last week we pressed into this area of authority speaking about in terms of advancing and the posture of our advance as the church which Jesus is calling us to. We, rec we recognize that we are those that carry kingdom authority. We had this line that we used last week, the kingdom of God advances through authority. It's not through strategy, it's not through good ideas, but it's simply through uh, authority. Uh, we, we, we reflected on the fact that we were given authority, created as humanity. We were delegated authority at the beginning. And then in the fall, we abdicated that, but we've just sung about the blood, haven't we? We've just sung about the cross, the price that Jesus has paid for us to redeem us. And as part of the restorative, redemptive plan of God, what happened was that we were, we were given authority back again. The, this verse, the Great Commission, not to take time on it, but this is where Jesus gives authority to his followers, to the church. All authority in heaven and earth has been given me, therefore go. He gives it to them. And this is what we carry. This is the good news. All of us, men, women, young, old, we all need to recognize that we have authority. But what we need to land at a place is how do we actually use and exercise that authority? Where I got to last week was just to simply say this, that sometimes it just seems to be that our idea of authority has been tainted by a worldly mindset. How we see it in culture, how we see it around us, how we see authority being exercised and used almost influences and shapes how we view authority even within the church and how we recognize it. And yet a word, so Rex just mentioned about the Debar conference yesterday, a word which I'll use that's Christoformity. Uh, it's, it's a very big word, but it's, it's the idea that we are formed in the image of Christ. And as disciples of Jesus, this is the process for us. We are following our master. Jesus is our master. He's leading us in his ways. We we are apprenticed in his ways. And so when it comes to the idea of authority, we need to be reflecting how did Jesus model what authority actually look like. And the first thing that we, we need to reflect on, I'm not sure in the 9.30 service last week if we actually had time to get to it. I think I mentioned it in one of the services, this line. But this is the gold. This is the key for all of us. The key to greater authority is greater humility. We see this in the life of Jesus. The key to greater authority is greater humility. In the space today where Rick's going to lead us today, we're going to be leaving lots of space for ministry. We're going to be praying for an impartation, for a boldness to rise, for us to be those that are carriers of this authority to different spheres of influence and where we're at. But as we go, we need to recognize that there's a way what that this authority looks and how we model it out. The key to greater authority is greater humility. Again, this passage in Ephesians 2, we know it really well. Jesus, who did not think of equality with God, something to hold on to, but he humbled himself. This is what Jesus' life was modeled around, one of total humility. But how he exercised, just two points, 
really quickly. Two points, how Jesus modeled and exercised the authority that he carried. All authority in heaven and on earth was given to him. And the first way that he demonstrated it was in simply how he prayed. As we are carriers of authority, and then what we want to pray for you as you carry this authority in terms of the influence for the kingdom of heaven, the first way which we exercise is not in again in a, in a subversive way in terms of putting people down. We want to see people come alive in the ways of Jesus. We believe that the kingdom of heaven brings fullness of life. There's nothing oppressive about God's kingdom. But the way that we release it firstly is in how we pray. Remember the prophetic word that was spoken about the Messiah, part of the redemptive plan, I Isaiah 22, 22. He was the one that would have the keys of the household of David. He would open doors that no one could shut and he would shut doors that no one could open. And Jesus comes as the Messiah and what he does with his followers, listen to the language, and I will give you the keys. The Messiah who had the keys, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. As followers of Jesus, we are now given this authority once again, but we use it in a posture of prayer. We have a right to bind and to loose. And the way that we do that, this is what Jesus said, I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. Church, we need to recognize the power that there is in the name of Jesus. When we pray and you pray for something, we pray in the name of Jesus. We have the right and the authority to pray in the name of Jesus. This is the stance that we have. And so the first way which we're going to pray for release of it today and where Rick's going to lead to is how we are people that carry this in a posture of prayer. As you face moments and you face difficulties, and the way that we exercise this is for people, places, situations. As we come and we face things where we recognize there's something of the kingdom of, of, of a different kingdom, of the kingdom of darkness that come, tries to come against, we just want to take authority over that. And this is how we bind and we loose. We recognize that we have a right in the name of Jesus. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? In the name of Jesus. And then finally, again, because God's kingdom is just totally different, the way that we exercise this final part of authority is simply how we love. Listen to what it says. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Now pause there a second. Imagine what that was like. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. Sometimes in our mind, when you've got a mindset of, I am more powerful than anything. Imagine sometimes what the pride that that can stir within us. Almost the sense of want to control within this. But look at the response of Jesus. He knew this was from a place of knowing who he was in identity and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. What we see in this is that the way that we demonstrate this authority is how we love this sacrificial love that is not about what we are getting, but about how we bless and how we give. You see, the disciples got caught up again in the earthly mindset of authority. Like my last verse, it says this, they came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what are you arguing about? They were arguing on the way here uh, on the road, but they kept quiet. They were almost embarrassed. They didn't want to tell Jesus what they were really arguing about, but they kept quiet. Because on the way, they had argued about who was the greatest. 
who almost had the greatest authority, sitting down, again, apprenticing in his ways. Jesus called him and says, lads, church, this is what it's all about. Jesus called the 12 and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. How we exercise this authority is how we just demonstrate just we want to wash the feet of those around us. How we love, even in terms of the broken parts of our community, how we wash the feet of those in the community that are hurting and broken. That's why we want to speak into those. And so as Rick comes now, this is just to tee this up. This is what we are praying for a release of, not something that is controlling or in any way to dominate, but with as it's modeled out in the ways of Jesus, this is what authority in the kingdom of heaven looks like. And this is what we believe Holy Spirit wants to release today. Right, come on. As Dave has been saying, that the, the kingdom has to, it's really important that we start, when we start throwing a word around words like authority and power, that we need to really recognize what that is that we're talking about. So it's servitude. How you love really matters. How you pray really matters. And just to encourage you that, that your prayers count as you come in the name of Jesus. And the smallest acts of kindness that you do in love, in his name, have massive ripple effects. So we really want to encourage you in, your, in the humility of this, but in the boldness that we choose to love and we choose to pray. And we're thinking of this theme of advance. And I want to just read us this verse um, from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And this started in Jerusalem but the message of Jesus was, it has to advance. You have to take this forward. It needs to move into the ends of the earth. And what we are being called into is being his witnesses, his ambassadors, seeing colonies of heaven created in every sphere um, of society. And whenever I've been thinking about this, um, it made me think of the story of Joshua whenever they've been given the promised land. Okay, so God has given it to them, but they're standing in front, and, uh, of, and then Joshua then has this job of, of dividing it into almost patches and territories, and he says, right, you as a tribe go there, you go there, you take this bit, that's your portion, and then they have to go in and they have to, to, to work, and they almost have to claim um, the land. Again, we're careful of the language of claiming and power and authority of what that looks like. We're talking about love, prayer, servanthood as we enter into every sphere. And the question as we think about Joshua is, I wonder where your patch is. I wonder where your patch is. Where is it that God is giving you responsibility for? Where is it that God is is calling you to bring the authority of his kingdom. And that'll look different for each one of us. And for some of us, it'll mean moving. 
For some of us, it will change, be a change of vocation. For some of us, it will be a change of focus. But where is it in this season that God is asking you to bring the authority of his kingdom? And I, I say the word season intentionally because there are seasons with this, because there's movement in the kingdom of God. And the word that you maybe got 15 years ago of where you should be and what you should be doing, you need to be presenting it before God continually with a sense of, is this where you want me today, God? Is this where you want me um, now? And then look at Majez. What do you see? Look at this. Jerusalem, okay. So we've got, we've got Joshua. We've got Jerusalem. Um, it had to start somewhere. It had to start somewhere. So it was Jerusalem, and then to Judea, and then to Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And for you, your journey into carrying the kingdom of God and the authority that he has given you has to start somewhere. It starts in Jerusalem. It starts where you are. And sometimes I can have ideas of grandeur. And one day I'll do this and one day I'll do that and I'll go there and I'll do this. But if I don't start doing something in my Jerusalem probably unlikely I'm going to end up at the ends of the earth. So what's happening in your Jerusalem? If you're wondering and you're asking God, where is my sphere? Where are you calling me to? I would really encourage you and encourage myself, look around. Look around. It may not be a lightning bolt. It may be that you look around and you go, well, there's some people that could do with the love of God. There are some people that I could pray for. There are some people that I can move in boldness with and starting to speak out and not just pray behind the scenes, but pray with. That we actually bring the kingdom of God into real time. So uh, the, the question is, where is your Jerusalem? I have another J, but don't worry, it, all, it goes downhill after this one. So it does. So. Uh, Jesus, and I, I think one of the main things that, that I feel is important for this morning is that Jesus wants to affirm the fact that he has sent you. We're sometimes really good at affirming as we send people off to missions and we do send people into ministry of those words. But actually where you are right now that Jesus wants to say, you're one of my sent ones right here. Where I've placed you is no mistake. It's no coincidence. I've put you where you're meant to be and you are representing me and representing the kingdom of God. And, and for some people, I feel like God is wanting to give you such a deep sense of affirmation where you're just going, yes, this is where I am meant to be. This is where God has um, called me. This is where I wanted to change Philip's name to James or John, but we weren't. We're not allowed to do things like that. So, um, this, the story of the story of Philip is a story of movement. Okay, um, says this is Axiot, and it says now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, "Go south to the road, the desert road. Go south." to the road, the desert road. Um, and, and the story of Philip is all about movement. So he's listening to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is saying, go south. Imagine if some people went south. I'm getting cheeky now. 
imagine if some people went south. Um, some of our, our youth workers were at a retreat um, in Sligo last week, and it was for youth workers right across the island, and they recognized the, the vast difference once you cross a border. And imagine if some people went south. Be interesting, wouldn't it? And um, even as part of Tabar, we, we're praying that, we're praying that over us, that maybe some people would go south. Um, but one of the things I want to highlight from the life of Philip is that, so he's listening, he has this moment where he's listening and he's obeyed and he's went, and then there was a suddenly that happened in his life, because he sort of did his, um, this divine appointment with the Ethiopian eunuch, and then suddenly he's like, it's, it's teleportation, he's moved, he's gone, he appears in another place. And with the deep sense of affirmation, sorry, I'm getting an echo, are you getting an echo? Yeah? Do you want me to switch? Yeah. Is Dave turning that off to try and get me to shut up there? I'm not sure. So with the, with the deep sense of affirmation that I feel like God wants to go, I think for some people there's a Philip moment where actually you could move your sphere of influence very quickly and very suddenly in ways that you didn't expect or imagine. So for some of you, as much as we're going, look around you and know God has sent you where you are and start in your Jerusalem. I wonder if some of us here are in this situation like Philip, where actually you've been led by the Holy Spirit to a certain place, but then in that place, the Holy Spirit did something very different and brought you to another place, and there was a sudden switch and change and movement, and there was something about the south in there as well, but... We're going to bring a couple of people up because we want to make this real, okay? So um, Willie McAvoy, Melanie Norton are going to come up here and we're going to really, we're, it, it's spitfire, but we want to give you a flavor of, of what does this look like for some people, what their, what their patch is. There's a, a mic here, Willie, will you grab that in the, the way past there? Be super. Is he making you go first, Melanie? Come on over right into the spotlight, okay? Come on over. So tell us a little bit uh, about you. Now, the intro has to be more than Robbie's mum, okay? So, <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about you, and then I'll ask you. And you can lead on in into what, what's your patch. What's your patch? Yeah, it's good. You relax, sir. Dave, I'm still not au fait. Have we got it on or what do we do? Hello, can you hear there me? There you go. Yes. Uh, my name is Melanie and I am mum to Robbie, uh, who's married to the lovely Tara and they are youth pastors here. So generally, um, when I'm introducing myself, I'll say, well, you probably know Robbie Norton. I'm his mum. But I have two other wonderful sons as well. Joshua, who's my firstborn, who um, just this week got engaged oh, to the right. lovely Sarah Jane. So I'm very blessed. And I also have a 17-year-old son, and I've said to him that he's not going anywhere for at least the next 10 years. Um, I'm also married to a wonderful man, um, Chris, who's just my soulmate. He's my strength, and he's just my rock. 
Um, so that's just a little bit about me. I um, am a teacher um, in a local primary school. I'm a primary one teacher. And yes, if I'd been asked to do this little interview last week, I would not be standing here because I felt I'd lost all spiritual authority. I was in a very low place. Um, I was lying awake at night thinking, what else could I do? Um, could we sell up? Could I just give up teaching? Uh, I was not in a good place. But God always sees. And he sent two ministering angels to me last weekend, and they know who they are. And they didn't know. They just had called just randomly, so they thought. And uh, they prayed with me. And prayer is key, certainly in my journey of walking just with spiritual authority. And that shifted my mindset. God also organized, especially for me, that corporate prayer on Wednesday would be on <laughs> education. Um, for me, that was so personal. Um, and just to be able to be in a place where I could receive again just, um, just the infilling of God's spirit and just to uh, remember again my, my authority. That, As Dave said last week, it's there for us. I, it slipped out of my hands and I just had to pick it back up again and just remember who I am in Christ. So what does it look like for me just in the day today? Well, when I'm remembering who I am, uh, that I'm not going to my place of work in my own strength, then it starts off with, with praying, praying in the car. Um, prayer is so key to me. I couldn't be here I couldn't do anything uh, without my relationship with the Lord and just constant communion with him. So I'm praying on the way to school, just giving the day to the Lord. Uh, I do ask him to show me who it is that he wants me to speak to each day. So I'm, I'm sort of expectant and aware from the minute I arrive in school, uh, who is it, even from who, who I'm going to walk in to school with, you know, who's the first person I bump into in the car park. That's no accident. Um, so I'm sort of expectant and I'm parking up, uh, walking into school. Sometimes I'm just going in myself. And I do remember that, you know, I'm carrying the presence of God. And, and that really does blow me away because I could not do my job without him. And I just remind myself as I'm walking down the corridors, you know, it's the creator of the universe that lives in me. And when I meditate on that, it, it does completely blow me away that, that he lives in me. And I wouldn't have a lot of self-confidence. Um, but when I got my head around that, that, you know, the creator lives in me, it's really not about me. Um, that, that's key. So I am walking down the, the corridors. Now, not every day. These are the days that I'm in tune with the Spirit. And I'm just asking that he would release that presence in my school, uh, in the corridors, in the classrooms, uh, whatever teachers that are struggling, they would know his peace. And I just pray as I walk to my room. And then I go into the room and I do this every day, no matter what way I'm feeling. And I worried for a while it was maybe a bit of a ritual, but I'm preferring to call it my rhythm of life, as we do in Emmanuel. And I just make a little sign of the cross on the floor and I stand in the centre of my classroom and I just ask Jesus to come in because I can't do it myself. 
Uh, I ask him to be with each child, any child that's struggling to get out to school, that, that they would just have that peace. Uh, I just um, pray for all the assistants, just, just asking Jesus generally to come and be in the centre of my room and to be in the centre of our school. And then the door opens and then they come. <laughs> and it's a busy time. Uh, so we're busy. But we stop at break time and uh, I've taught the children the little verse in Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. And I've said to them, it's like a promise. You know, we stop and we're perfectly still. God actually says we can know him. So we stop for about two minutes and they're brilliant, the children at this. And it's such a privilege uh, to, to see them do this. But we just close our eyes for about two minutes and I am just literally, Lord, fill me. I'm tired, I'm weak, I can't do this. Fill me, give me your strength, your energy. Be with me for the rest of this day. And on we go. And we do the same then at lunchtime. We stop, be still, know that I am God. And it's such a strengthening time for me. So then I'm maybe in the staff room. I've already prayed. I've asked the Lord, who is it I'm going to sit beside today? It's no accident. Um, and I can honestly say, if you pray that prayer and you ask God that he will use you, that uh, he will show you who it is you want, he wants us to speak to, he'll do that. He will answer that prayer. And I could tell you countless stories um, of how I've been able to share my faith uh, how I've been able to pray for people. Um, and it, it really excites me on my good days, you know, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to share him. So I'm just going to share one wee story. And this happened at the end of the day, a year or so ago. And I was just chatting with the cleaner and always very aware of that, you know, Lord, what have I to say? I'm listening, I suppose, all the time for the prompt. Um, and the cleaner had come in this particular day. We were just chatting generally. And she complained of a sore um, neck and shoulder. And she'd had this for quite some time. And, and I just felt the prompt, you know, pray, pray for her. So I'd said, you know, would you mind if I could pray for you? And she was just so touched and blessed. I don't think she'd ever been prayed for before. So I just simply said, is it okay if I just put my hand on your shoulder? And I prayed, and she just said, you know, I said, do, do you feel anything, sense anything? And she said, I just feel so peaceful. So I kind of forgot about that, and then the next day, she came bounding into me, and she said, Melanie, Melanie, look what I can do, look what I can do. And I was thinking, oh. and she said, this is the first day, she said, I didn't have to ask my daughter to help me get dressed. Mm. So... Um, that's just, so it's just good. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was, I, when I was younger, I was one of those people, I couldn't talk about my faith, but um, I think really just the infilling of God's spirit is just so key. Just, just you know, I, I can do nothing without him, you know, and it's just... Um, when you realize that, when you know that, that you really can't do anything, but you have the creator of the universe living in you, it, it does give you that authority. So I would just say, if there's anybody struggling here, wherever you're at, you know, 
God has that authority. And we just, as Steve said, if it slipped out of your hands, just, just lift it back. It, it's like a gift. If we know Jesus, that authority is in us. But like me, I, I thought I'd lost that last week, but God wasn't going to let me get away with that. So that's just a little bit of what it's Oh, Melanie, like that is me. great. Give Melanie a round of applause, please. Thank you. Thanks, Melanie. Here, if you give that to Guys, this is it. This is what we're talking about. You know, this is the, 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 the reality of the kingdom and the authority coming in your place. Like, I, I, I don't know if you could listen to that without feeling like even the creativity or the inspiration of going, right, where I am, some of this stuff I could do. And also we see where Robbie got his preaching gift from as well, Melanie. Really, really great. So, it is. so Willie. Talk to us. Yours is more of a geographical patch, and we've been journeying this for a while, but it's just really good to bring everybody in on the journey with you guys as well. So introduce yourself and talk a little bit yes, of your patch. For anyone that doesn't know me, um, I'm William McAvoy, married to Beautiful Far, and have four kids, Jack, Alfie, Jensen, and Holly. So from the outside, I've always felt very humbled and blessed to like, know that God is, is calling us. Um, and that he, it's his cho- choice to, to call every every one of us. We all have a, a purpose to play. And uh, I suppose it all started out whenever me and my wife got saved. Um, we lived the more we all our lives. So God had radically come into our lives and saved and changed and transformed us. So our heart was just for what God had done in our lives. We wanted for other people. So he gave us a burden for the lost and for the broken. And I uh, suppose it was it was a burden for Moonview, but we've always lived there, so it was it was suppose quite easy to you know um, just say yes, mm. you know. So for authority, talking about authority for for us, it's just being obedient, you know. It's saying yes, and like even when you think of Moonview of being such you know a hard wee place, um, you know. We're really believing that God, you know, before the fall, God had a plan for Mournview. Mm. And for us, it's just, you know, praying, Lord, what is that redemptive path that you have for your people? Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, th- there's all the issues in Mournview and all the things that people struggle with that, that we, in the past, God saved us from. So, uh, but it's like, it's leaning on the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's listening to him. And it's, you know, what do you want to do next, Lord? You know, because through, through God... We can accomplish anything. Um, <clears throat> there's a wee verse. It's in Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. You know, so it is God's plan to use, mm. use us and uh, it is humbling and it is scary at times and uh, I'm far from perfect and have my ups and downs but this is God's plan, you know, so everywhere that we live, we all have a sphere, you know, people of influence that we can influence, mm. and I suppose it's, for us, we have found that place, and mm. it's more in view, so we've just chose to, to say yes. So good, um, just, so, uh, the reason I picked Willie is intentional, because imagine if we had more of these around the city of Craigavon, of people that are taking ownership, like we've, um, We've Shelley and Francis are down everything that they're doing in Shalom, but we've more people taking responsibility for. Imagine taking responsibility for your street, 
for your community. You know, the guys from Cara moved over to, to Craigavon. They said, we're going to take Craigavon. They've now reduced it to a smaller area because we realize and recognize the need that goes on. That uh, um, Imagine if for us as a body, we were, we were following this. And there's a little bit in, um, if we go back to that Joshua passage where um, the, the land is all divided out, but three of the tribes have already sort of claimed their land. And the, then the, the, the charge to those three tribes is go and fight with them as if it's your own land. Go and stand with them and, and claim it as if it's your own land. And I suppose then for some of us here who maybe aren't called to specific locations, how do we get alongside other people that are doing this and fight alongside them in their, in their battle? And what they're looking to see and where they're looking to see the authority of the kingdom coming. So we just encourage you in that as well, that there's lots of different roles to play in this. Guys, thank you. Please give Melanie William a big round of applause. Really appreciate that. Okay, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the, the worship team up here. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna come up. We're gonna spend a little bit of time um, worshiping. Um, as we as we do that, um, there's a couple of people that sort of asked to pray. Lauren Weathers, Ryan Osborne um, are going to pray. It's really great to have Brian and Abby with us as well. They've been over and um, connected in with the Tabar Conference, and it's so good to have you with us. Can we give them a round of applause? They're sitting here in the front, the front row. <coughs> um, as you know, 24/7, we're, we're we're really good friends with those guys. Um, and it's just brilliant heaven, having you here. Um, and they'll be involved sort of this morning as well if, um, if it, it arises. But I, w- I want to just land this just as we go into worship. So there's, there's affirmation of where God is calling us. Okay, there's affirmation of where God is calling us. Where is your patch? We've seen what it looks like. Like, I don't think we can have it demonstrated any more clearly than what we have this morning of what this looks like. Awareness and expectation as we, as we move into our day, carrying the authority, not letting it slip from us. It, like, it's, it's just beautiful. And with that, with that affirmation that you are a sent one, there is an anointing. If we go back, um, if we go back to this um, Go back to this verse. I haven't the verse up. There we go. But let's go back to it. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do it in your own strength. There is an anointing that comes from the Holy Spirit. I hear Harry saying, you can't. You can't do it. You can't do it on your own. So, we are reliant, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Um, and th- this morning, what, how do we put ourselves into a place of allowing the Holy Spirit to rest upon us, of inviting him, of, of seeking him? You've seen it modeled, standing in a classroom. I'm here. <laughs> I- I'm available. That's the bit that we can do. We can make ourselves available. In the space where your feet tread, you can make yourself um, available. Can I pray? And then we will we'll worship. And uh, as we worship, the guys will intermingle and they'll, they'll pray over us as well. Um, but let's, um, let's stand. Let's stand together.
Um, and I want to take us back to that passage um, at the start of Matthew. So when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing commands. What does Jesus want to teach you today? What does Jesus want to say to you today? Maybe paying close attention to what is your patch, what is the sphere that he is calling you to, that he's wanting to affirm you in. Maybe it's a Philip moment, maybe it's a, a, a sudden change. Maybe it's a switch of season. And maybe you you know your patch, you're in it, but you just you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. As we put our attention onto Jesus in worship, let's hold these things in our heart. Let's lay them before us. These guys will come and, and pray over us. And, um, but let this be a moment where almost you're trying to forget about the people that are left and right. And it's, where, where is Jesus? <laughs> Look for Jesus this morning. Let's worship.
Father God, I want to thank you for every story that is in the room today. I want to thank you for each individual person here. I want to thank you for their walk. I want to thank you for their experiences. I want to thank you for the things that have formed them, the things which have made them, even the hard stuff, because it gives us compassion, because it gives us understanding for someone else who's walking a similar walk. So I thank you for the journeys. I thank you for the history. I thank you for the individual makeup of every single person in this room. I thank you for the places in which you've set us. I thank you for the positions that you've put us in. And Lord, I wanna repent. Lord, we repent for joining in with the lie that we're not a big deal, that we're just a wee somebody. I repent for joining in with that belief. That's not the way you see us, God. That's not the truth of who we are. And we are sorry. We are sorry for reducing what it is you've done and actually who it is you've made us. You handcrafted each and every one of us. You made, the hand of God made me. I am handmade, knitted by the hand that made the universe. So I line myself up. We line ourselves up with that truth that we are amazing. Very everyday, very flawed, but amazing. And so I ask now for that truth to dawn on a few folks that has never dawned on before right now. I'm going to invite you all to open your hands, whether you're comfortable with it or not, because Jesus doesn't always ask us to stay in our boat. So I'm going to ask you to step out your boat, open your hands, because the way you hold your body sometimes helps stuff that's going on in your heart line up. So Lord, we receive your truth that you made us, that you positioned us, that you've placed us very, very intentionally. There are people in the room here that can reach folks that I can't reach. Surprisingly, not everybody wants to listen to a sort of Scottish middle-class, slightly arty-farty person. That's, that's okay, because you've made other individuals in this room who can reach those people I can't reach. So I thank you for them. And Lord, we open ourselves up now to receive your truth of who we are and where we are. And I ask for creativity and inspiration as to how to bring your kingdom into our sphere, into our patch. Would you show us the creative ways that you have for us to step out in the authority that you've placed on us? Thank you for the beautiful things that you do. Thank you for the amazing way that you weave. Thank you for the way that you weave communities and you weave relationships and you weave life. You are amazing and you're oh so good and we can trust you. Thank you, God.
I just got the, the sense and the feeling that, that God wants to renew our minds to help us see things differently because um, so often the way that we can do life and do things and move in our situations is we try to fix things ourselves we try to be good and do the right thing in the right situations all the time in our workplaces and and wherever we are, we try to do what we think is right, but actually there needs to be a renewing of the mind where we surrender that and say, what would God do here? What would the Holy Spirit do right here, right now? How would he fix this solution? How would he fix this problem? I just feel like we need an increase of faith. We need an increase of faith and a new mindset to be seeking after what would God do where we are. And I feel like I had a word that God gave me about a month ago, and it's just it's always it's just been on me since then. Um, and it's it's about the children of Israel. And I feel like God was saying to me that the promised land is is God's kingdom coming. The promised land is seeing miracles. It's seeing His kingdom break out in wherever we are. That is the promised land. Yet we have settled for the manna. We've went, actually, this is enough. We've got comfortable going around the mountain and living off God's provision and thinking it's a holy thing and thinking it's a good thing. But God's going, actually, no, there is more. There is more for you guys here. There is more for every single one of you. So don't settle for the manna. Yes, it might have been for a season, but there is more. And we need to open up our eyes. We need to look up and see that God has more for all of us. He has more for you in your patch and he wants to renew your mind from fear to faith. Because I feel like there's a lot of fear about this and not a fear in a kind of way that it's, we're scared of, of what it could look like, but actually a fear that, that this will change your life. <laughs> a fear that, that when the Holy Spirit breaks in and when you say yes, that your life will be changed, those familiarities will be changed, those things that make us comfortable will be changed. I want to say welcome that because as Chris said yesterday comfort is an idol comfort is an idol and we need to let that go and press in to this new territory be ready to move be ready for the wind of God to lift us and move us and see where it takes us so if I want to pray for you now so if you want that if you want more I want you to hold out your hands be willing to, to renew your mind 
So God, I want to thank you, God. I thank you that you give us the gift of your spirit, Lord. That you give us a gift of faith, a faith that can move mountains. <laughs> and Lord, we recognize that there are so many mountains in this town. There are mountains in this culture. There are mountains in this nation, God, that need to be moved. So we ask that you will just raise up mountain movers here. <laughs> People who have the faith to say move. That they will carry your spirit, God, in their workplaces. That they will carry your spirit in their families. They'll carry their spirit in the streets, God. And that we will see your kingdom come, God, because these people are saying yes to the more of Jesus. They're saying yes to your Holy Spirit. They're saying they want more. So God, we speak against the fears that can hold us down. We speak against the things that can hold us back, God. And ask for an increase of faith in our hearts. So we surrender to you. We renew our minds to say, this isn't about us. This isn't about how we can fix anything, but this is about you. So come, Holy Spirit. Breathe afresh on us. Stir us up. Even give us a discomfort, God. A discomfort in our hearts. To push us, God. Give us the eyes to see things like you see things. And hurt our hearts for the things that actually hurt yours, God. Don't let us settle. But press us and help us push into the more of Jesus. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Hi friends, um, my name is Abby. I'm, I had the honor and the privilege to be um, with the Tobar leaders yesterday. I came over from the States with Christine and Craig Westoff. And um, last night I was praying for you guys and I had the picture and I just wanted Laura up here because just what she shared this morning I think is really, it ties in. But the picture was, of a woman whose hands were dripping with oil, just sopping with oil, and she kept trying to wipe it off and tried to wring her hands. And why does it keep coming? Why is all this oil here? And I just, I felt gripped in my heart that the, I felt the Lord say the, the anointing is within. And that just the, Paul says that the mystery is this, that Christ in you, the hope of glory that it's not even what we put our hands to, but that Christ within us is already the hope of glory. It's already what causes our hands to drip with the anointing. <laughs> there is nothing about us that we have to do or be that Christ within me is enough. He is enough. And this weekend, as I've been with your, your leaders and your churches, I have been captivated by the revelation of Jesus that you guys hold. There is a revelation of who Jesus is in your hearts that is beautiful and it is significant and it is enough. <laughs> because Christ within us is the hope of glory. The mystery is this, he's already given it. And so I just encourage all of us today where we talk about anointing and we talk I love the words that Laura brought because the reality is it's Christ within us. 
All we have to do is say yes to Jesus. <laughs> and the anointing is dripping and there is nothing that's gonna take it away. And so I, I ask Jesus that we would have more of a revelation of you within us, the hope of glory. As we walk throughout the normalcy of our days, that Christ, the hope of the world, who has laid hold of me, anoints us with his presence. We bless you, Jesus, that we would know you more and more and more and more and more. Amen. Guys, just as we as we come to a close with this, um, some some significant words just being deposited this morning. We fit, we sense that this is really for you to, even as Melanie said, to to take hold of. <laughs> this is ours to own. David shared a word, you know, around like even in the practicalities, like around the land, hundreds of children that just don't know Jesus. <laughs> people who just don't know Jesus and this is on our watch and so we're just going to finish just Lee's going to lead us just in a short bit of this song just to spirit break out this is our cry this morning we welcome it over us and then I'll just close this off in prayer but let, let's just join together in one heart let's stand if you're able to this morning just as we close let's just cry out these words spirit, spirit break out
Father, we, we reflect on the, where we, we began weeks ago, just even thinking just around the kingdom. This was always your desire, the intersect of heaven and earth. This was always your desire. And now, Jesus, the joy that we get to carry your presence and your kingdom with us, that we are those that get to bring the intersect, the touching moments, the touch points of, of heaven touching earth. And so this is the cry of our heart as we lead into this week. God, where we are in our Jerusalem, God, we just pray for heaven touch earth heaven come on earth go where we are god in our localities god if there's a geography god if there's in our workplaces we just pray your kingdom come heaven touch earth this week and god i just pray god a breaking off god even as ryan has said god even if there's whispers and lies of the enemies that says that we are not enough we break it off in the name of jesus christ and we say we are yours father we are yours we worship you jesus we center ourselves in your love and we just pray for an infilling of your spirit with us as we go this week we pray that we would be carriers of your presence Come and lead us, we pray, Jesus, for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your glory, for the sake of your name. Use us, Lord, we pray. We are your church, Jesus. Use us this week. Help us to see. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear, Spirit, what you're saying and how you're leading. And give us the boldness and the faith, God, to follow you. God, in every way, we pray. Come and be glorified in your amazing name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, guys. Sorry, we're not we're not sorry, but it's gone on a bit longer. You need to go get your kids. But listen, this is more than just a moment for doing this. We just pray that you would just embody this and own it. <laughs> this is for all of us to gather, to take, and to lead into this week. So be you are trusted with this. You are trusted with this. So carry it with you into everything. And God bless you. We're excited for the stories to come back, for the testimonies of what God's doing in and through you. So let's be expectant this week 